Time to get your fix. It's the Horrible Gaming Awards. Zachariah, a tiny wizard, and Phil Billy too. We're getting down with the foundation. It's what we're gonna do, yeah. Horrible Gaming Awards. Welcome to the third annual Horrible Game Awards. And now, your hosts, Zachariah, Philbilly330, and Neil, aka a tiny wizard. Hello! And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the third annual Horrible Game Awards. What an exciting night. We are here once again in the Quantum Studio. The technology of this place is just otherworldly making you it all possible for you guys to be here with us uh, as well as our celebrity presenters and everything else but we're going to we're going to honor everything gaming has to offer uh for this year but i i'm not alone i'm not alone in this process uh with me is neil aka tiny wizard uh Yes, and I am also not alone because all three of the foundation members are here. The Triforce is complete. With also with me is that's right, yo. What's up, old man, fam? Phil Billy three three zero. Well done on that one because you didn't. There's so many times you got. I got a fifty fifty shot of whether you peak the audio. Yeah, if you peak it. It's not. It's <laughs> it's not as effective. It's not. But sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. I'm like, is it gonna be one? Is it gonna be one? But do you, I don't think you peaked it that time. I think you got it. I think you got it right in. You rode that line. <laughs> um, hi guys, welcome. We're we're doing this as co-hosts and also as celebrity presenters and everything in between because that's how we roll. Are you guys excited to do this? Yeah, men of many hats we are. (laughs) Well, well, thank you guys for being there. Thank you for everybody out here uh, staying with us for another year. But before we get started, we got to go to just a couple of credits. Uh, Number one, if you're watching this on YouTube, you are seeing fancy graphics. Those graphics, if they were presented, if they were custom made for me, were made by Mr. Mark Bell. Uh, The theme song to this show, specially made for the Horrible Game Awards as well, is provided by my my brother, the man who makes the music, Nick Van Sliders. And then a final extra credit this time, you're hearing a wonderful, beautiful voice in between announcing each segment. That would be done by my lovely wife, Melissa Van Sliders. And we thank all of them for that. But let's get right into it. Let's not wait any longer. Let's get into the Horrible Game Awards. Let's. Best multiplayer experience for 2021. So that is right, ladies and gentlemen. The first award we are giving out tonight is a big one. This is the award for the best multiplayer experience in 2021. And I just want to give a quick reminder one more time. Probably we'll do it a couple of times because you guys know I'm basically a walking disclaimer. Uh, But... We, the, the top awards, multiplayer, single player, and experience, those are all based on as long as it was updated this year, it is eligible. So just keep that in mind. It's not just games that came out this year. So 
Multiplayer Games of the Year. I am not alone, however. I only have one host at this particular time to help me, and that would be... Neil, a.k.a. a tiny wizard. Because someone else has decided to flex his celebrity, the Buildmaster General himself... Yes, yes, it is I, Phil Billy Three Three Zero. It is he who hath arrived. <laughs> right. Thank you, Phil Billy, for taking your uh, taking time out of your busy schedule of hosting this very show to also present for this very show. <laughs> I just imagine like him walking off stage left, being behind <laughs> behind the curtain, and coming in stage right like a minute later with, with a hairpiece on. <laughs> <laughs> or like a or like a gray coat over your normal coat. Yeah. <laughs> Who's this handsome fellow? <laughs> so multiplayer game of the year, Phil Billy, uh of all the people to present this award, I cannot think of a better person to do it. Uh so yeah, multiplayer game of the year. Are you excited? Do you want to read the nominees so we can get into this sucker? I do, I do. I'm very glad to present this one as I am a lonely man sometimes, so I like to have friends to play with. So Well that's it, sad. <laughs> I just don't like lonely gaming. I, I'm a multiplayer's my bag. But let's not waste any more time getting into it. The best multiplayer game of the year uh was a hard fought battle between Back for Blood. Halo Infinite Multiplayer, Call of Duty Vanguard, and Red Dead Online. Okay, so there are the nominations. Uh, we have a couple of returners from different years because of substantial updates such as Red Dead and Call of Duty. While we also have two fresh faces, Back for Blood and Halo Infinite Multiplayer. So uh, let's 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 go to uh, let's go to the presenter first, as I like to. What do you think of these four nominations, Phil? But let's give us the rundown. Well, um, I know quite a bit about every one of them. Uh, I haven't played Red Dead Online or Infinite, but obviously it's Halo, and I've followed the whole process of that game, so I, I know what it is. I know it's great gameplay, and the only real complaints with that one are uh, the lack of what's in it. Yeah. Um, as in, like, uh, you, you can pick a map, but can't pick the mode type, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um big complaint there but the gameplay is good i still have a problem with the game in 2021 that you can't ads but what's that that's just me um (laughs) uh back for blood uh very good gun mechanics um interesting uh premise as i never really played um what what were the games that was left for yeah i i might have played that with zach once or twice at his house but i never owned it or played it i did play it uh this time i had i had fun with it i was very impressed by the gun mechanics um and my only critique would be sometimes it becomes a little repetitive but i did like the game um red dead online is the one of these i know the least about but i do know it's kind of like an MMO Western um, looks cool. I've watched you play it, Zach. Uh, mm-hmm. I just can't say as much about that. And then Vanguard is the one I have the most experience in. Uh, 
I really like it, even though sometimes I hate it. There's just <laughs> something about it that that struggle to get to the, you know, to get the win. And and we have a really tight squad that we play with and talk shit to each other, and it's just a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, that's, I I that's feel like view. that can be said about just about everybody's favorite multiplayer. Is sometimes I <laughs> love it, but man, sometimes I really hate it. So uh, so we've got the rundown from the the celebrity, the pure celebrity presenter. Uh, let's go to the other host. Neil, what do you think about these four nominations? I think it's very interesting that it's split down the middle with the the games that have been around for a bit for a bit and mm-hmm. those who are quote unquote new. Yeah. Like obviously Halo's been around forever. Back for Blood, let's not kid ourselves, is left for dead. The Call of Duty Vanguard's been going now for what, two years? Something like that? Year, two years? Uh, it's two and a half. Yeah. 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 I think it's, I think it's pushing three. Yeah. So it's been around for a hot minute. Same goes with red dead online. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. now I have no experience with those two games at all, but I mean, I know they're popular. The fact that they are back up in the nominations again, after being around for so long, that on its own speaks volumes. Uh, the halo infinite multiplayer, it's it's got its rough patches, but at this point, what doesn't anymore that when it comes out? <laughs> uh, and back back for blood. I mean, back for blood is something that people have been asking for for a while, and it scratched a niche for a lot of people. So I'll be interested to see what wins out between all four in the end. Uh, well, you know, uh, just to give me my little opinion, um, back for blood is really interesting. Uh, it is a spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead, but it did a lot of things different. And uh, while it was kind of snubbed by the Game Awards, we have uh, it's, it was nominated heavily in our awards. Um, so it's it definitely got a lot of stuff out there. I I, I can't argue with Phil's repetitiveness. Uh, the repetitiveness makes me happy, though, for some reason. I don't know. There's just something about it. Uh, Halo Infinite multiplayer. I mean. Look, everybody knows that I'm hashtag boycott Halo, but I'll give I'll give the devil its due. The gameplay, from what I understand, is pure awesome Halo. So I can't I can't argue with that. I I was a Halo player way back in the way, you know, back when it was split screen at a house. So I I'm sure that's good, at least on the 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 base gameplay mode. Call of Duty. Interesting fact, guys. That game has been nominated every year in this category for the Horrible Game Awards. Yeah, every, yeah. yeah, every year. I believe we... And we changed the categories from one to two. We changed up the awards, but I'm pretty sure we always had a best multiplayer game. And we definitely had uh, Call of Duty Vanguard in there. Uh, I then, think it, it, because it has like that slash war zone, it just kind of offers a lot of versatility, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it does, it does, and I, I, personally, I have played a lot of Battle Royales out there, I, I really have, I've sampled quite a bit, I've played PUBG, I've played Fortnite, I've played Call of Duty, I've played a couple other ones, and I, I have to say, I don't know if this is controversial or not, I think this is the best fundamental ba- Battle Royale out there, so that's something to be said, you know? Uh, and then Red Dead Online, here's the interesting fact about this one, it is the oldest one of our nominations this year, it is actually came out in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. 
So it is it's the grandpa when it comes to our award ceremony and the grandpa. It, it really is, which is funny because yeah. it's a Wild West game. But um, I will say that while they're very slow to do upgrades, the upgrades are very consistent. They also have managed to do something that GTA Five doesn't, which is uh, combat griefers slow griefers down. They did some easy fixes that allowed uh, it to be a lot easier for people to just get stuff done instead of just constantly be. Uh, trolled by other people and stuff like that. Uh, personally, while I haven't played GTA V, on that security, like dealing with troll jerkbag things, it's fundamentally better, which is uh, why I think personally it should be nominated. So, uh, With all that out of the way, though, it's at this point that I have to write up, well, I have to grab the envelope and I have to give mm-hmm. the envelope physically to the presenter right now because we are in the same room Definitely. So are you ready to receive the envelope? Put that shit in my hand. (laughs) All right, so I am handing Phil Billy the physical envelope so that he can open it and read it to you. Take it away, Phil Billy. All right, guys. Today we have it. Your winner of the 2021 Horrible Game of the Awards Multiplayer Game of the Year is Call of Duty Vanguard slash Warzone. <sighs> Crowd goes wild. Oh my god. They're so loud. Uh, after three long years, it finally takes the victory. Uh, celebrity presenter, what do you think about this, man? Uh, I'm happy with it. Uh like I said, it, it's my bag. Uh, I may not be the best player by any means, but I, I would say of these games, that one has provided me with the most enjoyment in 2021. Yeah, I I personally like to see a repeat player get the win after so much. Uh, Neil, what do you think? Uh, I do think that it's not necessarily surprising that a Call of Duty game has won the best multiplayer. Uh <laughs> I mean, truthfully, it's still as much, you know, BS that people may talk about, oh, Call of Duty's the same thing every single year, but people love it. They still keep Mm -hmm. coming back to it. They still keep playing it. So they're doing something right, and it shows. Yeah, it does, and it showed tonight with the victory. Uh, Do you guys want to know the votes? Yeah. I'd love to. Okay. All right. Uh, So... I'm going to say there's a story for all the voting, and that was any time Back for Blood was anything, something was struggling to beat it. Uh, so Call of Duty won with six votes. Uh, Red Dead Online and Back for Blood tied for second with five votes. Wow, Halo, close run. It was. Halo Infinite multiplayer, four votes. That's how close that, that category was. Wow. Yeah. It is. Super yeah. tight race there. That was absolutely super tight. I think that's possibly the tightest we've ever been on a category, like, without a doubt. So, uh, there you guys have it. Multiplayer experience of the year. We're into this horrible game awards. Now, from here on out, who knows what you're going to get, because we don't. We don't know how we're going to edit it together. So, but we're going to go to another award right after this. Best gaming narrative for 2021. All right, we're back. And this could be the first one. This could be a middle one. We don't know. It's Horrible Game Awards. But uh, I am Zach Raya. The Quantum Studio has brought in two more co-hosts. 
that being a tiny wizard and Philbilly330. Hi, guys. What's up, old man fam? Yeah. Now, you may have already been introduced to us, of course, but we never know where we're going to edit these together. But we have a celebrity presenter for this specific award. That presenter, you know her from Prelude to Divorce. You also know her for guesting on some of the podcasts. Uh, And that is my lovely wife, Melissa. Say hello, Melissa. Hello. You also know her from all of the in-between announcements for the awards on this very show. Thank you for doing that as well. Not a problem. (laughs) All right, so the award you are going to be reading, Celebrity Presenter Melissa, is Best Narrative of 2021. So if you don't mind, why don't you go ahead and give the award nominees, and then we'll talk about it. For best narrative, the nominees are Metroid Dread, It Takes Two, Deltarune Chapter Two, and House of Ash. Okay, all right. Four interesting choices. Four interesting choices. So, Melissa, I'm going to go to you first because I'm pretty sure you have experience with only one of these games. But do you have any experience with these games, and what was your take? I've played It Takes Two. It was... Entertaining, it was fun. I know right. nothing about any of the other three. <laughs> she's keeping the uh, she's keeping the narrative of, of Prelude uh, alive. She is not a gamer. But what do you guys think? Well, uh, I've played uh, two of these, so that's one more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Metroid Dread and Deltarune Chapter 2. Uh, I'm going to start with Deltarune Chapter 2. It, it's such a bizarre sort of story with this game because it can it continues this new story, this new narrative of a meta narrative within a different game. It's, it's so bizarre to try to describe mm-hmm. because it's a game that's a sequel to Undertale, but not its... Uh, an alternate universe but it still all matters i just think it's such an interesting idea of what they're doing overall Mm -hmm. and what they're setting up and what they're going to do moving forward uh we will have to pay for the last three chapters of deltarune but the fact that the first two is free is awesome so if anyone's curious about them go ahead and download them they're everywhere yeah uh and metroid dread uh metroid dread was a game that just kind of prize and it was a thing we found out about it at e3 three four months later it was out and ready to go nobody knew anything about it um and it is a an end cap to the original metroid saga but it is also very bizarre because this story is it has its own story but the primary story of this game is everything that came before it but you can also ignore the story altogether and play the game and enjoy it just fine for what it is on its own. But being an end to a story that's been 30 plus years in the making, I think is very interesting and really kind of hammers home what the story is as a, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, Phil Billy, your hot takes on any of this. I, I think you're probably the least experienced with these four specific games, but what's your, uh, what's yeah. your uh, two cents? Um, I have not 
played any of these four games, I know pretty well what two of them are. Like I'm, I'm familiar with Metroid. Um, it's been a long time since I played an entry to the series, but I understand the game and uh, from everything I've heard, Dread went over very well. Uh, it sounds like it's more in line with the Metroid game that, you know, I'm the most familiar with, Super mm-hmm. Metroid. Um, so I'm sure I would enjoy it. I just have a vendetta against the Switch and choose not to play <laughs> anything on it. Um, That's fair. And I I know um, a decent amount about It Takes Two. <clears throat> I've watched the Prelude to Divorce, and I've obviously read about it. Delta Rune. I know nothing about, and even after Neil's description, it left me maybe even more confused, so I didn't <laughs> say too much about that. That's fair. And uh, House of Ash, yeah, I, 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 I'll be honest, I I know nothing about that game. I don't even really know, uh, you know, what the plot is and stuff. So, I mean, obviously I have little to no dogs in this fight but the ones i do know about uh were both from what i understand very good games i i first of all before we continue i want to thank you for your uh your subtle plug of prelude to divorce there <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, it was he, unfortunate that that episode the the video was glitchy yeah it still bugs me and it it leaves me with a real bad taste in my mouth because i've actually had one other review do that for no reason and there's no way to check during the recording if it's doing that so like i'm very afraid to even record i have to record a let's play with neil tonight i'm very afraid about it because if it's all glitchy i don't want to put it up so i don't know it's it's some about obs that every once in a while it's just like hey fuck your face and uh it's really really irritating so um as far as my take i played the the demo for metroid dread which is free uh and and has a good amount of content for the for the freeness which i I urge everybody to try i don't think the game's for everybody but i think it's a really good game Um, i have played it's takes two with my wife i have also watched it takes two quite extensively online so i know the majority of the plot and the story in the game i really enjoy it takes two and i love the fact that it actually won at the game awards game of the year delta room chapter two i am i have had uh undertale uh in my xbox thing for probably a year i i i i Everybody says in the world that you should play it, but I just I can't bring myself to play it. Nonetheless, I know they're really good games, really impactful games. And House of Ash, I did some research because this was kind of a wild nomination that I had no idea what it was. It's actually from the Dark Pictures, and it's like a it's like a cinematic movie story thing. It's it's almost like a Telltale game, but it's more just like everything's kind of happening in front of you and you're just making choices through the game instead of, like, actually moving characters, you know? Um, nonetheless, uh, all really good narrative games, all really good narratives. Uh, I'm excited to see who wins. So, Melissa, I'm really quickly going to hand you an envelope in person because we're definitely in person, and uh, I'm definitely physically handling you that envelope, and then you can go ahead and uh, announce the winner. All right. Can I announce the wrong one, like the whole Moonlight and uh... <laughs> Adele Dazim? No, you can't. You can't do that. 
Steve Harvey it. Steve Harvey. Yeah. Mistake. <laughs> All right. And the winner is drum roll. Oh yeah, drum roll everybody. <gasps> Noise cancellation is gonna pick it up though. We yeah. drum we drum rolled last time, didn't we? I thought we drum rolled last time. I don't think time. so. I was Even joking. tapping my mic, it doesn't show up. Alright, well, the drum roll isn't going to capture me. I mean, it'll stop you guys, but it won't stop me on the OBS. So, it you at least got my through. crappy drum through. It did kind of come through. Uh, go ahead with the winner, Melissa. <laughs> Hypothetical drum roll. The winner is... Imagine the drum roll. It takes two. Yay! Yay! <sighs> the Quantum Stadium crowd is going wild. You can't hear them because the Quantum Stadium's just that technologically sound. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it takes two. Uh, what does everybody think about that as a winner? I think Heard. it's. A, I think. Oh, it's go ahead. Fair from what I, the little I do know about these games, just because like. Um, I would say that, like, even though Metroid Dread's a great game and stuff, granted, I haven't played it, but uh, I can't imagine that the actual uh, storyline of a Metroid game is so compelling that it could beat out uh, a game like It Takes Two. Mm, so mm, mm. That's fair. That's I, fair. I could be wrong, but I just remember what I know of Metroid, and I... I can't imagine like the gameplay may be great, but I can't imagine the story is like, so. It takes two is directly amazing. made. Yeah. yeah, it takes two is directly made to tell a narrative, whereas Metroid is made to be an awesome platformer that has a great narrative. Uh, what do you yeah. think, Neil? Yeah, absolutely agree with Phil. I mean, if there was anything that was going to beat out uh, Deltarune or Metroid or anything else like that, it was. It takes two. Yeah. Uh, House of Ash. It has such a strong like. It, it is a narrative. Yeah. With very minimal gameplay, whereas it takes two has a a story behind it. It's a, 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 like about a family that's falling apart. You're playing the game. You're you're bringing everybody back together. It has something to say other than just like. This is this is what the story is overall sort of situation. Right. It absolutely has a strong enough story, I, I think, to take this top yeah. spot, which it absolutely did. What do you think, Melissa? Celebrity? Um, I think it's the only one I know, and I liked <laughs> it, so that's cool. Um, <laughs> I don't know anything, obviously, about the other ones, but I'm assuming their narrative storylines are not... Um, all age appropriate and mm. I do think that is something that I like about It Takes Two while it's a little dark in the beginning <laughs> I wouldn't hesitate to let a child play the game and and I don't know anything about the other ones but I'm assuming that they're not necessarily all age appropriate nice I may be wrong a House of Ash is definitely not age appropriate definitely not it's a horror game um uh. Delta Room Chapter 2 you might be able to get away with, I think. Although the themes are pretty heavy, I think overall you're not going to see a ton of like terrible shit happening in that game. Um, I don't know, I could be wrong. Neil, am I mistaken on that? Depends on how you play it. There is a nice <laughs> fun run through where you help everybody and everybody's friends, and there's one that's literally called the Genocide Run. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, all right. Tale. Um, all right, so uh, does everybody want to know what the votes were on this one? Sure. I've been dying to. Uh, <laughs> said with all the enthusiasm of a, <laughs> of a dry carpet. Um, uh, uh, so this one actually was a blowaway. Uh, one of our f one of our few blowaways. Was, uh, most of them were close calls, but uh, it takes two one with nine votes. Uh, uh, Metroid Dread and House of Ash were tied for second with three, and then Deltarune only got one vote. Wow. Yeah. Very, very, very crazy. Like, like it takes two was definitely a blow away. And just for everybody who knows, uh, the voting scale works as the foundation members got three votes to split between the nominees. The uh, actual vo uh, the committee got two, and then anybody who just cast a vote got one. Um, and yeah, so the votes are never like the same number because you can also abstain if you didn't feel you knew enough about the nominees. So. I will say to you though, Melissa, I gotta tell you, your the your way of presenting is like if Vanna White walking was a voice. That's it's very what I'm for. Huh? Uh, okay, it worked. Uh thank you go ahead. Very professional. Thank you. Always professional. <laughs> That's that's that that's the yeah. shirt for Melissa. That's the shirt for Melissa. <laughs> okay. Always professional. Uh, well, <laughs> Melissa, I know you are not a big gamer or streamer, but nonetheless, uh, is there anything you want to say to the people or plug? Now is the time. Uh, not particularly. Watch Prelude uh, to Divorce. Oh, you plug the show. Usually you just tell people to use the company you're working for at the time. <laughs> yeah, but that's when I'm on trailer to divorce. I don't think it's... <laughs> that's it fair. It makes much sense to plug what you're on. <laughs> well, we do want to say thank you, Melissa, for uh, coming on here and presenting. Also lending your, your wonderful professional voice to all of the award <laughs> nomination announcements. And, uh, yeah, just thanks for doing this. We really appreciate it. Not a problem. All right, we are going to take a quick break. We will be back for another award in just a second. Best Gaming Soundtrack 2021. All right, so we're back with another award. And right now we are going to be looking at the best soundtrack of 2021. Uh, but I am not alone. I am hosting with only one host. That host is... Yo, what's up, old man fam? Philbilly330 here. And you guys are not stupid. You know what that means at this point. Uh, that means that our celebrity presenter, is my co-host for the podcast, uh, you know him as... Neil, a.k.a. Tiny Wizard. Welcome, Neil. Welcome for the celebrity presenting thing. Just place all the jokes here that I made for Phil Billy. <laughs> ah, yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, I really wish we could have had something set up with like some flares, maybe <laughs> fireworks display as well. Huge banner. I like it's happening right now. I like <laughs> right outside these windows. Right outside, right outside in the quantum. Sorry, stadium. my ego is so large, I can't see. <laughs> I like that you're speaking about very big things uh, in the most monotone way ever, too. You're like, <laughs> you're like uh, 
Wish we could have had some fire Should I read my microphone when I say oh, it? Oh my god, don't ever do that again. Yeah, that that sounded like you were in my brain. I don't need that. I don't need that. Are you trying out for ASMR? <laughs> we're always trying out for AMSR. All right, so Neil, you're presenting the award for best soundtrack of 2021, but before we get into that, you need to just go ahead and read the nominees. All right, guys. So the nominees for the best soundtrack, we have Back for Blood, Outriders, Doom, Ancient Gods DLC, and Deltarune Chapter 2. All right, all right. Interesting for guys. Uh, so let's go Celebrity Presenter first. What do you think of these four nominations, man? Well, unfortunately, I can only really judge two of them. Um, now, uh, Doom, Ancient Gods, I... This this thing slams. Like, seriously. Uh, we had some concerns about how the soundtrack for it was going to go because uh, I cannot remember uh, the individual's name off the top. But, right, the guy left. Uh, the original composer, yeah, for the Doom Eternal soundtrack, uh, Mick Gordon, that's who it was. Um, he unfortunately had a falling out with uh, Bethesda and Id, so he rolled on out and they had somebody else take over. And uh, this guy, I, I wish I had his name at, you know, right front and center right now. But mm. uh, he, he jumped in. He filled those shoes. And uh, interested to see what happens uh, from there with this individual. Uh, Deltarune Chapter 2, Toby Fox. Toby Fox does game music. He is a developer, mm. but he does solid game music so much so that nintendo hired him to do uh some music for pokemon sword and shield mm -hmm. which is insane they took an indie guy to make some music for the game I, that's that's just crazy to me right um outriders and back for blood i i really wish i could comment on them uh because i I mean, they're here. They're nominated. Somebody put them here. I think <laughs> I'll pull more from uh, from you guys uh, because I know you both at least played Outriders. Mm -hmm. um, well, we both played both of them, actually. Yeah, and then yeah. Back for Blood, you know. So, I mean, they're on here for a reason, uh, but I have not heard any of the music from either of those games. So I I'll just defer to you guys, you know, okay. picking up from there. What do you guys think about them? Phil, Billy, you go first, buddy. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, basically my uh, knowledge is complete opposite of Neil's, which works out. Um, so I have played and beaten Backriders, and I've played quite a bit of Back for Blood. And uh, Outriders has, I would say they do a pretty good job of, like, um, they fit the music with the tone of the game that you're going through at that moment. Um, so that's, they do, yeah. it's a pretty good soundtrack. Uh, Back for Blood has, it's always action in Back for Blood because it's just hordes of zombies. So you got very upbeat uh, music coming at your face, you know, <laughs> along with those zombies. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, I'm 
very familiar with the doom style you get your heavy metal rock you know music and the one that i i i don't know anything about would be delta rune but uh as as neil informed you know he's a he's a real game musician so and i and i'm very familiar with pokemon game sound uh soundtrack so if it if it's along those lines i could see how it's deserving of of being on this list also uh, you know, this was an interesting category for me. I had a hard time nominating in this category, honestly. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, so Back for Blood, what's interesting about that one is with the really good uh, in-your-face music that you were talking about, Phil Billy, there is quite a few uses of licensed uh, music that I thought they did a really good job of putting into the game. Oh yeah, like that jukebox level. Um, the jukebox level is like, like literally when when we decided to nominate for this category, that was the first thing I thought about was that jukebox level. I thought that was just the the smartest use of licensed music I've ever seen in a game. So that that was one of the things that spoke to me. Outriders has this great low kind of uh, da 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 kind of soundtrack. Uh, that yeah. I really like. It's it's always building you. You know what I mean. And that was something that that I enjoyed from that. Doom, Ancient Gods, and Delta Room Chapter Two. I have not played. However, I had to go search for music samples so that I could put together that <laughs> that nominations video. And Doom, Ancient God rips. It rips. Like I actually just from listening to the samples from the core game and then listening to the samples of this which granted is not the most amount of time I actually kind of liked what I heard in this one better I'm not saying it's overall better just from what I heard I actually liked the ancient gods samples better so that's something to be said and Deltarune Chapter 2 sounded really good uh, it's nice 8-bit music uh, kind of very classic sounding uh, uh, music but you know I think the talking's done. I think we got to find out who won this, uh, who had the best soundtrack. So, uh, uh, Neil, are you ready to be handed the envelope physically by my hand? Oh, yes, absolutely. Please All right, give here, it to me. Here we go. <laughs> the tone on that kind of messed me up. Here we go. I am handing give you the envelope. And you may envelope. <laughs> open the envelope and read the winner. Alrighty, and the winner is... Back for Blood! I, uh, uh, congratulations, Back for Blood. That sound effect did not have the intended, uh... <laughs> it sounded like you fell down the stairs. Like, if you had waited a half second longer to say the winner, I would have called the police. Like... Yeah, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> or someone put a plastic bag over his head. Or... Yeah, yeah, it sounded rough. Still... Still, I like the creativity. I like the creativity. Back I tried. For Blood. It's all about the immersion. Back for Blood wins this one. Neil, I got to ask you your thoughts since, interestingly enough, when we were talking about the actual Game Awards, you had said that you'd be pissed if a game that used licensed music won, and this is a game that used licensed music, and it has won. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna not gonna lie here. Uh, I'm a little grump on that. Uh, we had <laughs> a little fair. conversation about that, but if you weren't it, grump on that, I would be surprised. Yeah, it does have its own music. It also, does. Though. It does. It does. 
Yeah. So it's it's not like it's not something like uh, the, the conversation that we had was yeah. like Guardians of the Galaxy. Probably. Yeah, I actually it, agree with Neil on that one. Right. That that'd be kind of a kind of some BS in my opinion. I mean, yeah. If there's a use of licensed music and it doesn't focus a lot around licensed music, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Um, kind of anticlimactic though, because I really don't know what this sounds like, so I can't really comment on it too much <laughs> uh no that's fair uh personally uh if if you don't mind me talking for a second Go for uh, it. the scene that we're talking about there is a mission in that game called barroom blitz and basically what it is is you have to distract the zombies uh to allow people to get uh on a bus to escape uh to distract the zombies you have to turn on a bar, like across the street there's a bar with a jukebox in it. You have to turn it on and it plays a random like crazy track. And the tracks are uh, uh, Black Betty, um, Ace of Spades by Motorhead, uh, that one that's like the Pulp Fiction music, like whatever. And then the <laughs> zombies try and destroy the jukebox. And as they destroy it, it'll like wind down and you have to fix it to get the zombies coming again. It's just the smartest use of licensed m- music in a game ever. Aside from the really kick-ass, just straight-up normal soundtrack that they have going on, I think that kind of pushed it over the top for me. I know it's licensed music, but it's just such a creative way to use it. Uh, Philbilly, what are your thoughts? I mean, I, I would agree. Uh, Black Betty by Ram Jam is probably, <laughs> like, it's not my favorite song in the world, but overall... The composition of that song is probably my favorite, uh, like, thing to listen to, especially driving. Like, I've always, like, when I would go to the drag strip, I always would listen to Black Betty. That's awesome. So it, like, kind of brings back that memory. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's well-deserving of it. Uh, Like I said, I think all the games have, by their own merit, deserve to be in the category so i can't be disappointed with any outcome uh you guys might be a little bit disappointed with the votes but again the store the tail of the tape for this award ceremony is if back for blood was in the category uh everybody else was an underdog uh so the votes uh back for blood won with uh eight votes uh outriders i'm sorry doom came in second with five votes outriders had four votes and then Delta, uh, Delta Rune Chapter Two had two votes, so it was uh, it was kind of a, a little bit of a blowout as far as we are concerned. Um, and I I think I've forgotten to say this once or twice, but somewhere in you guys have heard it. Uh, the way voting works, Foundation have three votes to split between each nomination. Uh, the uh, uh, Award committee has two, and anybody who just casts a vote randomly has one. Uh, and you can also abstain should you not feel experienced enough to make votes in that category. So none of the voting numbers are the same throughout. So it's not like, oh, they didn't get 30, so where was the other two? Some people vote, some people don't, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, so what do you guys think of the votes? It's kind of crazy. It's a blowout. It's kind of a blowout, yeah, as far as we are concerned. Like, uh, there were very few yeah few blowouts as far as uh uh this award ceremony ceremony goes that one resounding our community really liked back for blood (laughs) like that is the story tale of the tape i think on a lot of things um so there we go soundtrack's done what do you guys think what do you say we move on to another award sure 
Goodbye, me. All right, we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, with one of the other awards. Best New IP 2021. Hello, we are here to announce another new award. This award is Best New IP of 2021. This is one of our few awards that actually count for just 2021. It has to be a new intellectual property, meaning a game that is not a sequel that came out this year. I am not alone to announce this. First, with me, my podcast host, Neil, a.k.a. Tiny Wizard. And then the other man, he's not scared, nor has he ever been scared, the Buildmaster General. Billy 330 And we still got another one. We still got another one. A celebrity co-host. That is Filthy Phil. Going on, everybody. Uh, the lover of animals is here. <laughs> I like how we hit all the basic points of the, the the screwed up audio. Filthy, welcome to the show, and I love that you remembered the lover of animals thing. I'm gonna say it again. You remembered one clip from a Twitch stream I did, and it makes my day. It gives me a reason for doing it. <laughs> uh, you know, I gotta make you do something during the day. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's that or suicide, right? Uh, <laughs> All right, so deep stuff, man. (laughs) I do, I do. It's philosophy. They got these new uh, like uh, tech phone lines you can call. There's all types of. I've seen commercials. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we are here to discuss new IP, but before we do that, we've got to talk about. Well, we've got to announce the nominees and filthy. If you would do the honor. All right, so the nominations for best new IP are Wildermyth. Outriders, Everhood, and New World. Um, and there we have it. Filthy, you're the celebrity. You're the celebrity here. You're the celebrity presenter. You are the guy with the power. So we're going to go ahead and say right off the bat, why don't you tell us your hot takes on each one of these games first? All if right. Any. So, Wildermyth, uh, I'm guessing you guys have hopefully all seen from... Uh, little Twitch streams. Uh, it's pretty much a little role-playing story thing where, uh, in this instance, Zach loves to do the most <laughs> horrid. Uh-oh. We stopped being able to hear you there, Filthy. So, yeah. Wouldn't be a horrible Game Awards if we didn't have technical issues, right? Ooh, but it seemed like it kind of hit a dead end. Uh, New World, uh, much <laughs> yeah. anticipated uh, MMO, just a awesome game as far as views. Uh, actually, Outriders had the same thing, uh, but New World kind of ran into its own little uh, dead end as well. But both of those games are working it out. Wildermyth, I haven't heard that many as far as big just drops in people. Uh, Everhood, I don't know as much about. Um, from what I've seen, it's this weird little ragdoll girl with one arm, and you get some like Guitar Hero looking like graphics as you play through it. I don't really understand. So uh, that's my take on them. All right, all right. You did cut out for a second, but I think we got all of the 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 main points of that. Uh, Phil Billy, what are your thoughts? Uh, much like Filthy, um, I have. A- a lot of experience with New World and Outriders. Uh, know a fair amount about M- Wildermyth from the streams and Everhood. Again, I am with the 
Yeah, it's like a weird rhythm based mm-hmm. uh, fighting game, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> uh, yeah, New World, played it, like it. I think it's very impressive on how it chose to take the MMO uh, RPG into a different path that I haven't seen from many MMORPGs. And although I do think the game ran into some serious problems because whether it was the Amazon Games was not uh, prepared for the success at launch or if they just if it's just because they've never done an MMO. I think the great thing about New World is it opens up the avenues for future MMOs to take pointers from the good that came with New World. Plus, they could still fix the game and it could mm-hmm. come back. Um, Outriders had a great... I had a great time with that game from start to finish until the end game is where they lacked and they... Uh, I. They blame, or uh, I blame um, the developer, actually, or, or not the developer. Publisher, um, Square Enix. Yeah, Square Enix for a lot of their issues um, with the the player-to-player and, and the way they set that game up. It caused a lot of lag issues, and it took the... They pulled a lot of people off of it to work on other games, so their their ability to fix things was too slow, and it hurt the game. But they're still working on it. Uh, Wildermyth, I don't think it got as much big praise because, I mean, it, it was like a 9 out of 10, but mm-hmm. I don't think it attracted as many people as the other two, but it's a solid game that doesn't have a lot of issues. And then Everhood, like I said, I'm not super familiar with. Uh, well, Neil, uh, you are familiar with Everhood. You want to uh, take get your take on best IP? Yeah, uh, Everhood is uh, a very interesting. I mean, it's just how the game plays, how it functions. It's a very unique idea. Now, I will say, I don't necessarily expect, like, an Everhood 2 or anything like that. Mm. But, I mean, their games don't necessarily always have to have a sequel, Mm -hmm. you know? Sometimes they can just, you know, be one game, it can be what it is, and then we go on to something else. And what I think it brings is that creativity, and that's why I think it's a really good fit for this new IP spot. Um to be completely honest with Wildermyth, Zach, you're the only one I ever heard talk about this game. So, <laughs> I mean, from from what you have said about it, though, it is fantastic. So, I mean, I wish nothing but good things for it and for you. Um, right. As for <laughs> as for Outriders, um, like you had said, uh, Phil, the whole Square Enix end uh, of everything, it's that that all of those shenanigans and everything and whatever deal they had to cut, it, it loomed very much. It loomed heavy on Outriders as a whole. And it's unfortunate because from all everything that I've seen, it looks like it's pretty solid. I myself never did not end up playing it, but I... 
I heard good things and it looked all right. It's just like you said, that end game sounded like it really fell apart. And with a live service game built around that, you have to have that strong end game. And New World had some uh, some weird shenanigans, you know, exploding graphics cards and whatnot. But I mean, it's still I still see ads running for it mm-hmm. from time to time on TV, and it still is fairly popular on Twitch, from what I understand. So yeah, it's not dead. It it's, it's still not, there. Not, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say Outriders is dead either. I mean, no, they, it's know, not. Getting, you know, Outriders just did their what they said they weren't going to do, which is added content and kind of help fix some things. I didn't get to play it since then, but hopefully, you know, the biggest thing on them was your builds didn't work when you went multiplayer. So if you're running with other people and you're looking to have a character that is just constantly reloading ammo off of critical hits and, or kills and, the other players work. hitting your kills counted towards them when they get one hit, it, it just kills you. So, mm-hmm. yep. um, hopefully, they fix some of that. But they did add some new content, supposedly balance some stuff. And uh, New World is about to go through a huge server merge. So, that should fix some of these dead servers that are out there now. So, yeah, ours uh, is dead. On, on the subject of these games, uh, Everhood, of course, I am inexperienced with it. It does look very interesting. It's very creative and unique, and uh, I, this category kind of is good for that. I mean, one thing about this category that I think we all need to remember, is, especially in the cases of Outriders and New World, is this is about the best like presented idea, really, yeah. in a lot of ways. And I think that all of these are presented ideas. Wildermyth is a 9 out of 10 on IGN. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's good. I don't think it garnered as much, uh, 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 attention as it probably should have. In my opinion, it is bug free, but again, just the idea of what it is, I think is what we should look at. And it's, I, I love it. It's basically like a, a role-playing game generator, you know, um, the Outriders is, it had so much trouble in the beginning. It does have a new update. Uh, that update is supposed to fix a lot of stuff. Um, it it but the core idea behind Outriders is still great. The core story oh, yeah. is still cool. I still I still think if it had been done right, it would have definitely been a serious alternative to a Borderlands, basically in a lot of ways. Um, then you have New World. Uh, New World. One thing on New World that I love is they made a lot of mistakes. Uh, they're there's there was a recent article on IGN where they interviewed the guy who's running New World, uh, and he actually very honestly spoke about their mistakes and what they what they did wrong and what they're trying to do to fix it, which I really appreciated. You don't get that much honesty usually from developers. But the thing that about New World that's great is as an MMO, it does something that MMOs just other MMOs just haven't done. You know, most MMOs are just cookie cutter here it is, and then you're clicking buttons over and over with a party. This actually had an active combat system with it, which is which is already leaps and bounds above other... Well, not all other MMOs, but I mean your traditional World of Warcrafts and stuff like that. Um, so I, I think it was a great idea, a great start. I, I, I do hope they turn that around and fix some of the bugs and stuff, because it is still relatively popular. So we'll have to see. Um, but with all that said... It's time to find out who the winner is. So, 
Filthy, I'm going to physically hand you this envelope in person because we are in person thanks to the Quantum Studio, and you will get to open it and read who the winner is. Um, uh, I forgot to tell you I can't read. <laughs> pick one. Just pick one. That's fine. <laughs> IP is New World. Um, which, you know, I'm really glad for it. Um, like I said, one of the great things I loved about this game was that they did phenomenal. Was you can walk around this world and some of the views you get are uh, amazing. Just, I mean, snapshot it, put it on your, you know, as your screensaver. They're, they're just great looking views. So what they did with the world uh, as a whole, as far as scenery and everything, was amazing. Yeah. And the crowd agrees. Yeah. Yeah, the crowd definitely agrees. We dulling them with the technology of the Quantum Stadium. Personally, again, I think this is one of those that was just like it just had it just did so many different cool ideas with its initial system build, the system stuff that I, it just couldn't be overlooked. I mean, the active combat system, the way that you could kind of play it solo at times, uh, the weaponing, like a lot of the stuff that they did in this is just, it's just re everything I've wanted MMOs to do for so long, you know? Yeah, I agree. It, it excites me about where it could lead, yes. you know? I, I was definitely reinvigorated uh, by that interview. I urge anybody to go check it out on IGN. It, it was very, I, I thought, I definitely got more faith in them as a studio. Uh, what about you, Neil? Your thoughts? Yay. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, right. I, I no, really have no, I have no have solid thoughts. input because I really, like I said, I, I haven't played it. Right. I mean, so, uh, I mean. No, that's fine. Hey. Um, so you guys want to know the votes? Sure. Let's hear them. All right. So New World wins with six votes. Uh, then we had uh, Wildermyth and Outriders tied for second place with three votes. And then Everhood brung up one vote less with two votes. So there you oh, guys so go. So it had a pretty solid lead there. It did have a pretty solid lead. It was, uh, yeah, it was definitely, uh, definitely the new IP winner, uh, without a doubt. There, it wasn't a, it wasn't a death match there. It wasn't a death match. So, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Filthy, thank you so much for presenting. Thank you so much yes, for being part of, of this. Speaking of death matches, I would just like to say that he hit me first. <laughs> oh no, not now. <laughs> that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um. As I was saying, uh, Filthy, if there's anything you want to say other than that, uh, <laughs> like plug or say to the people out there, please, this is your time. Uh, be safe. Be well. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you, Filthy. And thank you again for doing this. We really appreciate it. And then everybody else, we'll be back in just one second with another award. Best Single Player Gaming Experience 2021. All right. So our next award being presented, I'm going to have to take this one alone, uh, which is totally fine. Uh, my co-hosts are going to uh, jump up, pop out of the Quantum Studio for a second. That's the beauty of the Quantum Stadium is uh, it exists outside time. Uh, so, but, but my next guest to present Single Player Game of the Year is Danny. Danny, hello. Thank what, welcome. 
this is your first time presenting an award for the Horrible Game Awards. Are you excited? Is it everything you hoped I'm, it'd be? Everything and more. <laughs> right? Just basically the two of us talking. <laughs> right. <laughs> Amazing. And, well, uh, Danny uh, has agreed to present, and anybody who's been on Discord know Danny is a valuable member of our uh, uh, of our community, and she's on just about every one of my streams. So, uh, so Danny, why don't you go ahead and read the nominees for best single player game of the year? Okay, the nominees for best single player games are Wilderness, Metroid Dread. State of Decay 2 and Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, and let's talk about it. Uh, how, how many of these have you played? Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which two? I played State of Decay and I played a little bit of Cyberpunk when it first came out. Oh, okay. All right. So you have played Cyberpunk. You went down that hole for a little bit. Yeah, my, uh, my friend bought me it for Christmas. Um, and he bought like the proper deluxe version and everything and it cost him so much and then when I played it I didn't really like it <laughs> yeah yeah I uh it hurts me that this is on the list um I I almost didn't want to like even be the host for this uh this award because cyberpunk somehow made it onto the list it bothers me to no end but hey <laughs> Hey, that I, I just want to go ahead and say really quickly, Cyberpunk 2077 being nominated in the Horrible Game Awards can 100% put to bed any argument that I am not a fair and impartial, that we don't have fair and impartial voting for the Horrible Game Awards because that just being on there, uh, I've lost sleep over. So uh, you've definitely played State of Decay 2, though. I think that's like fair to say one of your favorite games of all time, right? I, I was speaking with Jason uh, a while ago about our stats on the game. I think it was Jason anyway. Mm -hmm. It was someone. And I looked on, you know, how it, when it tells you how much you played the game. Mm -hmm. Guess how much time. I want to hear have this. Tonight. 196 days. Oh, wow. It turns out to be like 4,000 odd hours. Holy shit. Holy yeah. shit. Nice, Danny. I don't Danny. Even like it. I don't even like it. What? You don't even like it. You like it. You have to like it to play it for four days. Jesus. I like, no, 196 days. 196 days. Yeah. Jesus. Well, well done, I guess, on playing that I game guess. so much. <laughs> uh, you've seen me play Wildermyth, um, and mm -hmm. you had just told me that you don't even know what Metroid is, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of it. You I'm know, sure, like, it must go be good for people to be voting for it, but I've never heard of it. Well, and it, it, it was a very good game this year, but it, it's very interesting that you bring that up because we just had our podcast. Well, at the time of recording, the podcast that we just put out was the one about the Game Awards, and we talked a lot about uh, IP fatigue and how a game so old might not resonate with younger players. And there you go. You've never even heard of Metroid. That's that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. Being I love the fact man. that you just called me a younger player. No you one are... calls me young. <laughs> you you're technically young enough to be my child. So by a yeah, slim margin, slim you. margin. I was gonna say you'd have to have had me when you were like a young teenager. Yeah, 
Yeah, like puberty, boom, had a child. But still, <laughs> slim margin, slim margin. Uh, and then Wildermyth is, is I'm glad anytime this is on the list because I feel the Game Awards completely snubbed this game. And I love this game. I worship this game. Uh, I still do a show of this game even though very few people watch it. I, I, just, I just love this game so much. Watch it, but it tends to be ones you put on YouTube because when you stream on Twitch, I'm usually asleep. And that's totally fine. That's totally fine. That's why I put it on YouTube too, so that people can watch it. Plus, I cut out a, a couple of the like, like the intro thing that's really long. So, some in a lot of ways, it's actually more fun on YouTube, in my opinion. But do you uh, want to know why I watch it? Why? For the silly voices. Yay! <laughs> you just made my day. Voices. You just made my day. Because <laughs> like, I I feel like that's that's the weak like i'm the most self-conscious about doing all those silly voices and uh especially when i listen it to it back i have a hard time because i'm like oh my god that sounded so much better when i was doing it now that i'm no, listening it'd be to really it really boring if you didn't put on voices it'd just be like <laughs> um okay right right all right well so of these four really quickly which one do you want to win take a wild guess Zach. <laughs> i'm gonna assume it's state of decay I would just, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it, it's either that or Cyberpunk, because I've never played the other two, but I really don't like Cyberpunk. Right, right. Well, of course, I want Wildermyth to win, but the only way we can tell who win is by you opening the envelope that I'm definitely going to physically hand you in real life, thanks to the technology of the Quantum Stadium. So, are you ready to open that envelope and, and read the winner, Danny? Yes, I will physically take the envelope from your hand and physically open it. Yes, yes. Commitment to the bit is what's required. Uh, okay, <laughs> so the winner is... Go ahead. Okay, can we have a drum roll, Zach? Oh, yes, of Do course. Do we even have a drum roll? <laughs> it is... Save Decay 2. Woo! Woo! I'm happy about it. I'm happy about it. I think I it deserves it. I think it does too. I'm actually kind of happy about it because uh, one of the cool things about our Game Awards versus the real Game Awards is we allow perpetual people. So if the game is receiving regular updates, no matter what year it came out, uh, it can be nominated as the experience yeah. of the year. Stated K2, I feel like, has been nominated at least in one category since it came out. Uh, I think in all three Horrible Game Awards and, and never really won anything. So I'm super Aww. excited. Yeah, yeah. So oh, like, e Even though Wildermyth lost, I'm super excited that Stated K2 kind of finally gets its, uh, its comeuppets and gets that, uh, gets that much-needed award from us, the people who get 40 views a show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it is a criminally underrated game. More people are yes. trying to play it, but yeah. It's, it's criminally I underrated. I think it's, it's suffered a bit from a weak launch uh, or a very buggy launch in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's criminally underrated. And really what's made this game continue to be in here is just the, uh, the amount of dedication that that team has to making that game better and adding stuff to that game. Uh, even when it's stuff I don't want, I, I still respect the fact that they just constantly have stuff that they're adding to that game. Uh, and for it to be a, a relatively... I mean, it's it's meant to be kind of a single player. Like you can do multiplayer, but it's a single player experience. You don't get that a lot, you know. Just that kind of commitment to making the game better and getting people playing it, you know. Especially when they're they're working on the third game, they're still regularly updating this game. Right. I don't know if you know, but they have like 
um, a wish list that players can actually submit to. And that's where they get their ideas for uh, updating it from, like for the, the plague territory and all that stuff. Oh, that's so I cool. Think it's really cool. Yeah. That is so cool. They're very good at, at speaking to their community and giving their community what they want. And uh, so congratulations, State of Decay 2 and Undead Labs for uh, for this award uh, that you no doubt will never hear about. But Danny... No, I'm sure they're really <laughs> thrilled about it, Zach. <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll write home about it. They'll tell their moms. <laughs> uh, so Danny, do you want to hear the votes, how close it was? Of course, of course. All right, so State of Decay won it. And and remember, just, just so that everybody knows, I'll probably explain this every time, but the voting goes like the foundation members had three votes. They could split it in any way. Uh, the committee that was assembled for the award nomination, they got two votes. They could split it anyway. And then any random write-in votes got one vote. It was counted. Uh, but people could also abstain if they didn't play enough games in the category. They didn't feel like they should vote. So that's why the votes probably won't... Every vote had like a different different number to it. But stated K2 had seven votes that was the winning amount of votes uh then runner up runner up wildermyth with five votes almost i know i know i know uh then we had uh right behind that was cyberpunk with four votes which hurts me to death that it wasn't the last one but then dread had three votes yeah i can't believe any anybody voted for i mm, cyberpunk no um in any case that's the voting and that single-player experience, Danny, thank you so much for uh, being here and presenting this award. Is there anything you'd like to plug or say to the people as we exit? I want to say thank you for thinking of me to help you with this. And my plug is just be good people. Yes, that is always a good plug. Always a good plug. And thank you for helping, Danny. And thank you for being such a great community member. And uh, honestly, I probably wouldn't stream as much as I do if it weren't for you. So... Thank you. Just so I can harass you. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. If I'm not getting harassed by Danny, it's not a stream. Uh, all right, everybody, we will be back in just one second for another award. Now, I don't know which one or where this falls in the show because that's how we do things here. So we'll see you in a second. Best performance in gaming for 2021. Welcome back, folks. Uh, well, you may notice a different voice here. That's me, Neil, a.k.a. Tiny Wizard. Um, Zach is no longer of this realm. So we now have the new co-host, the new permanent co-host. Yo, what's up, guys? Philbilly330 stepping in. Yep, and it's just us now. Oh, wait, what's that? What's the, the, the body rising? Could it be our celebrity presenter? This is... This is uh, unknown to me. Zachariah with Old Man Gaming, apparently a zombie. Hi. (laughs) It's now a zombie. (laughs) Welcome. Don't mind my ears slowly sliding down the side of my head from decay. (laughs) Well, uh, welcome (laughs) to your new undead life. Uh, But we're glad you're here because... This bit got weird fast. It got really weird really fast. <laughs> I had no endgame in plan with this. I just kind of went started. and I hoped it was going to resolve itself, but it never did. <laughs> just so push the just rock down move. the mountain. <laughs> just, gonna, just let it fall. Uh, so uh, we have you here to present our next category. Best performance. Mm-hmm. So uh, who who do we have up here for best performance, Zach? All right. The nominations 
for best performance 2021 are Barbara Crampton as Mom in Back for Blood. Yosef Balderrama, God, I hope I got that right, as Cody in It Takes Two. William Sailors as Hoffman in Back for Blood. And Dmitry Chepovetsky as Jakob in Outriders. I apologize if I mispronounced any of those. Wow, those are very hard names. Yeah, they were rough. I don't have to read them. They were so, rough. <laughs> so, Zach, what do you think about them? Uh, okay, well, uh, I luckily have had the pleasure of actually listening in, at length to all of these nominees, and I think they're all amazing. Barbara Crampton delivers a great... Uh, a great performance as this old hippie mom with a double-barreled shotgun who's kind of dirty, too. Um, Yosef Balderrama is the heart and soul of It Takes Two. He's the uh, the husband who's kind of the doofy, bumbling husband, and he just does such a great job uh, just being the, that, that, that half of the duo. Uh, William Sailors is Hoffman, who is like this right-wing crazy conspiracy theorist through the whole back for blood like he thinks reptiles are controlling everybody he's he's hysterical the entire time uh every line he he says is uh is is truly engrossing and then dmitry chepovetsky delivers an incredible solemn subtle performance as yakub in outriders and he's really interesting performance because not only does he present he presents as both a coward and a very strong character, and that's very hard to do, especially in the video game medium. He's kind of somebody you love at times and hate at times, and inspiring that kind of emotion is very difficult through that medium. So those are my thoughts. All right. So uh, what are you thinking about these guys here, Phil? Um, much like Zach, I, I have... If I haven't played every one of these games, I've watched enough to have heard every one of these performances or performers. Um, I will, I kind of have to mimic what uh, Zach said. Uh, Barbara, as mom, she has your a lot of like one line quips and, mm -hmm. and eat my shotgun type uh, comments. <laughs> In Back for Blood, because she is kind of your, like, close combat shotgun. The Like, the irony is mm -hmm. always funny to me, because she's, like, this frail-ish looking woman. Right. Um, uh, Yosef Balderrama, uh, I've watched the Prelude to Divorce episode, so I've gotten to hear the... Uh, the acting on that, and I've also watched some other streamer... Or, uh, Let's players with uh, it takes two. Um, Hoffman, William Sailors, he's probably my favorite back for blood character. Mm -hmm. He does make you laugh all the time. He is amazing. Uh, and, and yeah, some of the shit that comes out of that dude's mouth, like you'll actually be laughing while you're blowing <laughs> heads off of zombies. Plus, he has uh, the coolest, coolest power in that game. I guess not, like not, not power, but. Uh, Gil, in my opinion he just gets like ammo back so um, i actually uh, died once because i was listening to his speech and just was laughing so hard <laughs> i couldn't focus i'm sorry to interrupt but i just had to share that like once he was going on and on about something and i was like i was laughing so hard that like something just murdered me and uh uh dimitri chepovetsky 
as Jakob. I really, really like that man's performance in that game. As Zach said, he does play a very polarizing character that you will love and hate throughout the campaign of that game. It, he goes from, you know, cowardly to tough and to uh, sympathetic and empathetic with other characters as you get towards the late game. And it, they really built... Uh, some character development through somebody that for the first quarter at least of that uh, game I did not like uh, Jakob like I Mm -hmm. I did not like him and by the end of the game like uh, I'm not gonna spoil anything but you really grow to understand where he's coming from as a character and I and I give a lot of credit to Dimitri uh, for his performance, as I've uh, may have had problems with that game, especially in late game, it has a very good and compelling, in my opinion, uh, uh, narrative. Well, I mean, that sounds really fantastic too. Like you know, for having somebody's just voice being able to convey that much for a character, that's really awesome, and that's what this category is all about. I unfortunately. Uh, have zero insight at <laughs> all into any of these individuals as I have not played any of these games. So I'm going to take your guys' word for it, and I'm going to pass that envelope off to Zach's shambling corpse. Thank and you. Uh, thank you for the envelope. I also yeah, I'm, I know I'm a shambling corpse already, but the amount of uh, deterioration my body has suffered and de- decomposition, like I I must have died. In just the 10 second interlude, I can't believe I'm already falling apart. Like, that's that's a crazy quick amount of decomposition. Just saying, scientifically. Well, I would say you should probably open that envelope pretty quick. uh, (laughs) So that way, you know, you don't completely decompose before, you know. What happens, kids? Don't eat Taco Bell. All right. So the winner is. The winner is. Yosef Balderrama as Cody in It Aches 2 is our winner uh so yeah so he won nice 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 uh do you nice do you guys want to know the votes uh i know i'm the presenter but somehow i have the list of the votes still of course (laughs) there's been a mistake (laughs) this was another knockdown dead fight in the mud uh, Josef Balderrama wins with six votes. Dmitry Chepovetsky comes in second with five votes. Barbara Crampton with four votes. And Will Sailors with three votes. Again, one vote separating all of... Like, one vote separating each different placing. Crazy, crazy pit fight was the performance. That's wild. That is absolutely wild. The fact that... That's that's another one that's very close, very yeah. close between all of the results. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of close ones, a lot of close ones. All right, well, if you haven't decomposed too much, uh, <laughs> I'm going to pass this microphone back off to you, and okay. uh, we can move on to the next category. Don't. I hope no one out there expects us to continue this bit in the next one. Like, if you're... Trying no, to find out is, how I came to life. It's just this it's is just a self-contained thing. This is gonna be done. This is a self-contained thing. <laughs> this is it. So if you want to develop your story or your character arc anymore, now <laughs> is the time to do it. Now is the time. 
Best Gaming Developer 2021. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so that brings us to the Developer of the Year Award. But before we go ahead and present it, before we get the nominees, we've got to tell you the hosts that are with us and the celebrity presenter that has come along. Uh, first, with me, my podcast co-host is... Neil, a.k.a. Tiny Wizard. And then you know him as the Buildmaster General, the man of Call of Duty. What's up, old man fam? Phil Billy 330 And then our celebrity presenter, the one, the only, Akela. Hi. Hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Glitter Kitty on Twitter, correct? I think I got it right. What? Is it Glitter uh, Kitty? What? what? Isn't it Glitter Kitty? <laughs> Glitter? No. Uh, no. <laughs> it's got glitter in it. I know it's got the glitter in it. On tw- oh, on Twitter? I don't even remember what that handle is. It's oh, okay. definitely not Glitter Kitty, though. It's got glitter in it. I know it's got I, glitter in it. Probably. Th- okay. <laughs> All right. I thought you used the handle that you use for like, oh, everything on Twitter. It's glitter, glitter coated KB. Glitter coated there we KB. Go. Okay. That's, All right. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Sorry. 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 I was trying to <laughs> trying to access a part of my memory and my memory doesn't work. So that's what happens. Glitter Just comes kitty. Out um, <laughs> that sounds. It like- had glitter in it. At least I, I got about glitter to say, in it. Zach, you've just given me a gift. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, so uh, Kayla, welcome back. You are once again reading off uh doing presenting the award for best developer uh of 2021 do you want to go ahead and read those nominees absolutely so the nominees for best developer are turtle rock mercury steam playground and obsidian all right so we always go to the celebrity presenter first kayla what are your takes on these nominees what do you how do you feel about them I feel I feel like this is a really good batch for this year. Uh, they all came out pretty strong. Um, I, I you know my go-to is usually Obsidian though with this, so <laughs> crossing my fingers. <laughs> well, Obsidian is a an absolutely great developer. Uh, Phil Billy, what do you think about these developers? I mean, I'm with Kayla. I always uh, I'm always for Obsidian because I feel like they're one of the few companies that aren't complete shit, or at least have not showed to be complete shit to the public, so mm-hmm. uh, they take care of their stuff. Mercury Steam's pretty cool, like, for... Because uh, they're, like, a smaller indie developer, right? Uh, they're the guys who uh, released Metroid Dread. Oh, okay. But th- they are a smaller company, correct? Or I think they're or no? a, a yeah, smaller no, studio of... Nintendo, I think. Uh, they are not, to my knowledge, officially partnered with Nintendo. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if after Dread talks, you know, start for them to become, because they've done other things. They've done the, uh, one of the Castlevania games uh, and uh, something else. I, I can't remember uh, what it, what else it was that they've done, but they've done work with Nintendo before in the past. Mm. So, But they are still their own thing. Yeah, and then um, obviously Playground is like your uh, Forza and stuff. So, I mean, they do a good job with those games, whether you, you know, cared for this entry or not. They support their stuff pretty well. So, I mean, the only one I'm, I can't think of off the top of my head is Turtle Rock, what they do. But um, 
the rest of them on. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they did a good job. I mean, it's, yeah. I think it's a fair fight, you know. Uh, what do they you think, uh, Neil? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Phil. Oh, you're good. You're good. Yeah, so, I mean, like you said, Turtle Rock had Back for Blood this year uh, mm-hmm. as something that was very much looked forward to by a lot of people. Mercury Steam just out of nowhere, like, hey, surprise, Metroid Dread, you know, that thing that you guys remembered 20 years ago is a thing. Yeah, it's real. Um, Playground, you know, Playground, not only did they have Forza, but, you know, they're supposed to be doing Fable here coming out soon at some point some point too so i mean not only are they in this year they very well could possibly be in the running next year as well for stuff that they've been doing and then uh, obsidian uh with uh with grounded still being a thing and then we have uh uh uh, i'm totally spaced right now I don't know why I hit a wall just now. <laughs> Actually, so for this year, hard. it's been basically grounded. Pretty I don't think they grounded. Yeah, yeah. Outer, I don't think they released Outer Worlds. Big. Outer Worlds. That's what I, I don't yeah. know why oh, I yeah. struggled so hard. Outer Worlds Two is in development, so I mean, yeah. people are still thinking about them. Well, and to add to that, they actually added uh, DLC to Outer Worlds as well. Their final DLC patch came, mm, yeah. uh, pack came to Outer Worlds this year, as well as the just stellar uh, uh, player support for Grounded uh, and how that game... I mean, they're really, like, as crazy as you would think it would coming from Obsidian, in a lot of ways they're doing everything games and service should do to be viable uh, and to be good, you know? Um, you then look at Turtle Rock, Back for Blood. I mean, need I say more? Our community loves Back for Blood, so it's no doubt that Turtle Rock would be in here. Mercury Steam came out with Metroid Dread. Like you said, I love the fact that it's not a Nintendo company. That it's just a Nintendo company that did like a port before this and they just knocked it out of the park. And then Playground, of course, had Forza 5. Um, and yeah, they are still working on Fable, probably indefinitely. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with that said, with all our hot takes out of the way, Kayla... I'm going to go ahead and physically, in person, thanks to the Quantum Studio, hand you an envelope for you to open. You can then open that, and you will be able to let us all know who won. All right. Wow. This is a a beautiful envelope here. You must have balled out on the budget for this. I'm I'm impressed. The studio gets a little bit better every year. Yes, I spent every cent of our $3 that we've made on the podcast on it. <laughs> it, it really shows, truly. <laughs> and the winner of Best Developer is... Obsidian! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> that's why, that's why. I. It is, and just for everybody's note, I know this is the third annual Horrible Game Awards, but this is the first ever two-time winner we have never had even though our awards encompass multiple years we have never had a repeat winner we've had repeat nominees never repeat winner this is the first time ever we had a repeat winner which is why i had to have you come back and do it again (laughs) this is a beautiful moment (laughs) it's a special it's a special moment in history that's why i had to had to do it i know that best developer I know best developer is not the flashiest category out there, so thank you for coming back and doing it again. Thank you for having me, and congratulations to Obsidian. 
Uh, you guys want to hear the votes? Sure. Yes. All right. It was an absolute murdering. An absolute murdering. Obsidian had 10 votes. 10. Uh, second was Turtle Rock with 3. Third was Mercury Steam with 2. And Playground got 1 vote. Oh. Yeah. It was... like, And it was crazy to me because I'm like, wow, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, it, was, it was definitely a surpriser, I think. I think... It was an underdog coming in, and it just destroyed everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it that's, deserves it, though. It does. It does. Obsidian's a great company. They continue to be great. Hopefully they stay great uh, throughout the years. But, Kayla, we do want to say thank you for coming on. And if you want to say anything to the people, if you want to plug anything right now, now is your time. Speak your piece. Uh, thank you for having me again. Uh... I don't personally do anything fun or exciting. This is the most excitement I get. Uh, just remember to tip your servers and bartenders. That is always good information right there. <laughs> always remember to tip, ladies and gentlemen. And we will be back with the moment you guys have all been waiting for, the main event, Experience of the Year, in just a second. Best gaming experience for 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's brought us to the main event, the big one. The one you've all been waiting for. Last but not least, the greatest, the Experience of the Year Award. Now, this is our big award. This is the award that goes to any game, regardless of year, that it, as long as it had an update, substantial update this year, that is the best game according to our community to play within 2021. So uh, this is our big one. This is our big one. Uh, we had uh, we had a lot of interesting stuff happen so far. A lot of interesting uh, award winners, um, but I am not alone to present this to you. And we're not doing celebrity presenters. It's just the foundation. the The foundation. We end it. It's us. It's good to be part of the foundation. But with me is first my co-host Neil, aka Tiny Wizard. Then my other co-host, the Buildmaster General. For the last time tonight, this sultry voice of Philbilly330. <laughs> and guys, uh, we're going to let Philbilly read off the nominations, and then we'll talk about them a little bit. So, Philbilly, take it away. Yes, yes. So, the four nominations for Experience of the Year in 2021. Your nominees are Back for Blood, Metroid Dread, Everhood and Call of Duty Vanguard slash Warzone. Alright, well since you read them out, why don't you give us your opinions first there, Phil Billy? Okay. Um I have direct experience with two of these games. One of the games I am well aware of what it is, and the other I have no idea about. <laughs> so, um, Back for Blood and Call of Duty, of course, are the ones that I have the most uh, insight on. Um, I really enjoyed both of the games. Uh, I would say I personally lean a little bit more towards the Call of Duty just because I get a little bit, uh, find a little bit of monotony in the loop of Back for Blood. But I still do enjoy it. It deserves its place on this list. Um Metroid Dread, uh, as I said, I have not, I believe I said in a different uh, 
topic it was brought up in as an as a nominee uh, i don't directly have experience with this game however i am well aware of the game and its function i know it was uh critically acclaimed as being a extremely good uh good entry into the metroid series and the best-selling one thus far um and then everhood i, I really i'm not going to uh pretend i i have no idea what this game really is even i so i think yeah. neil's gonna have to tell us about that one honestly i i looked it up a little bit once i saw that it had to be nominated but i think i think neil's gonna have to tell us about that one uh but oh so why don't you do that neil yeah so everhood was one of those weird it's a weird indie game that took a chance on an idea and it's something that really turned out so uh i believe the majority of us are you know familiar with guitar hero yeah how it Mm -hmm. functions the notes coming down the little note highway and you hit the notes everhood is a like an adventure, not necessarily RPG, but uh, in the vein of something like Undertale. Uh, But combat is focused around music. And the music notes in the song are the attacks that come Mm. down the highway at you. So you have to dodge the notes. Um, At first, you just dodge the notes throughout the course of the song, uh, and just get through the song and that's it. But partway through, you gain the ability to attack. So the song will loop until you can get up to and attack whatever enemy or boss it is that you're fighting. It is a very strange thing, to be honest, but it is something that just works. Mm. Uh, just pairing... Pairing that guitar hero with like an action-y, adventure-y sort of thing, it's great. I mm. And the music in it is fantastic as well. I urge anyone to check it out. Um, it is available on Switch and PC, I believe. But um, outside of that, I mean, this category is always the one that <laughs> we kind of always, at least myself, we have to be as objective as possible in all of this. But I definitely kind of have my favorites and it's pretty obviously obvious what my favorites are in this <laughs> and that'll be ever everhood and metroid dread uh and metroid dread again uh, i finished it uh a little little over a month ago at this point and it was what i wanted it's what the metroid fans wanted for a long time is a brand new 2d metroid game and finally closing out the story that started like 30-some years ago. The game feels great. Uh, Mercury Steam did a fantastic job, and uh, I get the feeling that they're going to be handed the reins to Metroid games, at least the 2D ones, moving forward. Uh, As for Call of Duty Vanguard and Back for Blood, as I've stated, I haven't really played those games. That said, Back for Blood was a very highly anticipated game. Uh, one of those that people were super hyped for. I know it got a delay at one point and everybody was super bummed for. And so far, it's done pretty well, at least in our awards. It got snubbed on the actual, like, Keeley's Fuckfest. But <laughs> it, it, it did it. From everything I understand, it is effectively Left 4 Dead 3. 
And Call of Duty Vanguard, I mean, again, Call of Duty, man, you can't stop it. It's a juggernaut, it's a titan, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, yeah, so uh, I have actually, I, I didn't play Everhood. I looked it up. I knew the, the note thing because I had to watch some gameplay in order to capture footage for the nominee video. A very interesting idea, and uh, I like that uh, the unique, like a unique game, really got nominated this year. Uh, Metroid Dread. I urge anybody to go out and try it on the Switch. It has a pretty sizable free demo. Um, it's it's not going to be for everybody, but as far as platforming go, I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it definitely deserves to be here. Call of Duty Vanguard, I mean, won our best multiplayer. It's a great game. Uh, they just continue to do great stuff with Warzone, regardless of everything outside of it. Uh, it, it, you know, w this is a show for devs, and, and they just do a great job on that game constantly. Uh, and then Back for Blood, obviously, got snubbed at the Game Awards. But I think, personally, in my opinion, hands down, it's the... It's it's just one of the best experiences this year, total all around sort of situation. So, um, all right, guys, how about we we uh, we open this envelope, we read it together. What do you guys think? I like sure. it. All right, I'm gonna count down. I'm gonna three, two, one, and then we read the we read it. Okay, everybody ready? All right. All right, I'm opening the envelope. Three. Two, one, back, back for, for blood. That, that did not work. It did not work at all. I in counted down on everything. I counted down on everything. That was the best finale to a horrible game award show. <laughs> to something titled horrible game award show that I can say. But back for blood wins it, guys. Experience that of the year. That is right. Crowd's going wild. Back for blood wins it. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, that it's, it's a great game. It's a great game. I'm glad we could give it experience of the year i do want to say um you know that anybody who's been watching the show thus far and has gotten to this point knows that this was probably going to happen uh our community really liked this game guys it really really liked this game uh it got 10 votes i think that's the highest single vote for any game in all three years that we've ever done this 10 is insanely high uh dread got six votes just behind it well not just behind it but was second place uh call of duty got three votes and then everhood had one vote so our community really likes back for blood yeah very okay. much so it, it was seems. a good game it, it was a good game I, and and i think you know, we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast. Uh, we've talked about it personally. I think, for at least for AAA games, this was a pretty weak year as far as it goes. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. I, I struggled this year with. Yeah, uh, I, I got to admit, I compared to last year, I played a lot fewer games this year. Yeah, you know, same here, same here. So it was a little bit harder to nominate, honestly. I probably only played 10 games or so this whole year. Yeah, so, I mean, when you have a field that's that's relatively empty, you, I mean, that one good game is going gonna, is gonna to be the, the boss, you know? Yeah. Uh, all right, well, that's Experience of the Year. We are going to uh, hit pause on this sucker one more time, and then we'll come back to, uh, to, to plug and go home and, and, yeah, and all the fun stuff, so... 
Alright, so that brings us to the end of the Horrible Game Awards, the third annual. Uh, this has been a great night, crazy night. We've got to close the Quantum Studio down again uh, because it costs an astronomical amount to power it. Uh, so we we got to get out of here. But before we do that, we've got to do some shameless self-promotion. After all, this is still a podcast and a YouTube show. Uh, Neil, anything specific you want to hype? Uh, well, yes. Uh, the Halo Infinite Road is finally back, as you mm-hmm. no doubt have seen at this point. Um, and we're back rolling in that, and I'm really interested to see how that turns out because it's just been an up and down on how Zach has felt about it, <laughs> it seems. It was very, uh, but, very bipolar first two episodes. I don't know yeah, if both of them very, will be out. Very at this bipolar, point, and I'll be honest, <laughs> I, I don't know if we're going to address it at any other point because we're recording this in the past from when yeah. you are hearing yeah. it now. Yeah. Uh, I am absolutely surprised. I thought he was intentionally going to hate every minute of it because no. I talk shit on Halo Noir. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Uh, but yeah, uh, but it has been. It's been that, like, oh, this is really cool, and then like ten seconds later, it's like this fucking game is dumb. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the first yeah. episode, the first episode definitely <laughs> was a thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> but outside of that, you know, I think just in general. Uh, it, because this is this is like our year ending big shebang i just thanks to everybody you know throughout the course of this entire year it's been wild for the channel in general Mm -hmm. uh everybody's uh, life situations and everything that has happened over the past year for everyone involved with it uh but we're still here. We're still doing it. Three years in, we are still doing it, which is crazy. So I just want to plug the channel overall. Uh, the fact that we can still find a way to make this pile, flaming <laughs> pile of garbage happen every single week yeah. is just astounding to me. And yeah. I love every second of it. All right. Well, that that's that's wonderful. Phil, Billy, you got anything uh, you want to plug or say, buddy? To top the flaming pile of garbage comment, it's going to be rough. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Thank you all, obviously, uh, for all the support. And, uh, you know, it's been a rough year for uh, a lot of people out there. So, but with that being said, uh, I look forward to uh, having you guys join us um, as you know, Zach and I, this will mm-hmm. be starting very shortly. We're going to do a 330 style stream mm-hmm. um, where we're just going to pick a game and one of us will stream on uh, on YouTube and the other will stream on Twitch platform so you can see both points of view if you'd like and, and, and chat it up with either one of us. Um, and we'll be able to that way, uh, we'll get more games you know, in and, and we'll kind of take turns picking and, uh, we'll run through and have some fun with you guys. And then, uh, also Warzone released, uh, the new Vanguard map. So I'm looking to hopefully soon get back into a more regular schedule of streaming some, uh, Call of Duty Warzone for you guys. That would be wonderful. I'd love to see, uh, uh, killer be killed again come back and uh, uh, I want to dovetail some plugs real quick then say something uh, number one um, Phil Billy is right 
330. We're gonna do it probably once a month. We're uh, we're gonna pick a game, probably take turns, and just uh, just go down the rabbit hole. I will say this: probably the first one is out. So if it is out, go check it out on the channel. Uh, if you haven't already, just because of timing, I think we will have done one by now. We might not have, but if, if we have, go check. yeah, it'll be close. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I also want to say, yes, Halo Infinite Road is back with Neil, finally, and it, uh, it's, it's very interesting, and, and it's, just, it's just a good laugh. It's a good laugh if you guys want to check that out. Um, I do want to really quickly say one more time, um, I know I've said it multiple times in other shows, we even did a tribute show to the gentleman, but since this is our final show of this year and the event happened this year, I do want to say one more final time. Uh, thank you to Kev Tutal, Kevin Kaiser. We lost him this year, and he was instrumental to this trash fire, as Neil <laughs> calls it, uh, keeping this show alive. Uh, so I just, you know, it's the award show. It's the final show of the year. I, I just feel the need to mention it one more time that we couldn't be here without uh, everything he had done for the channel. And uh, so we just we just want to say thank you to him. Rest yeah, we'll all miss you, Kev. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... That being said, I want to thank, finally, you guys, the fans who are still listening, who are still watching, who are still uh, basically, um, I don't know, uh, uh, getting us to continue to come back and do this stuff. Uh, we're really appreciative. Check out the channel in 2022. We're very excited. There are a lot of games coming out. A lot of reviews, a lot of streams, a lot of Let's Plays, all sorts of stuff. We'll keep it coming. And... Uh, yeah, you guys can check us out on Facebook at OldManGamingDH, on Twitter at OldManGaming9. You can join our Discord. The link is in the description below. You can influence us in all of our shows from there. You can also check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash OldManGamingDH. And then, of course, as long as you guys keep watching and listening, we'll keep making them. We will see you guys later. This has been the third annual Horrible Game Awards. Thank you so much for watching.